Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Everyone. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. And I am T. Oh man, what a beautiful Sunday to get into the Word. The sun is shining. We have the ability to read and hear. Those are always nice. Yes, they are. Always great. It's a beautiful day outside here in the Midwest. It is. It's. I mean, of course, it's not like sunny California, but... We are going into the warmer season, so it'll do in a pinch. Do you want to remind the people of what we covered last time on Bible Breakdown? Yeah. So last time on Bible Breakdown, we talked about um, unclean people. We talked about the Kohathites. We talked about uh, Nazarites. Confessions. Or Nazarites. Nazarites. Yeah. And then confession and restitution. Um concernings of unfaithful wives oh yeah that like quasi abortion quasi which is ironic because that is a prescription for a problem even though right now the modern christian church in the united states is fighting to repeal the right for women to have an abortion interesting times that we live in we've come so far and yet not far at all People are dumb. Indeed. I think that's why, you know, we had the pandemic because of all those abortions. Please elaborate. I'm just being dumb. Like, that's just the kind of stuff, like, if you watch 700 Club, like Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell, like all these, like, swindling ass preachers, they talk about how, like, whenever there's a disaster, it's because gay people and abortions. And it's making God mad because Old Testament God, he already told us if we don't do what the priests say without question, then he's going to fuck everybody up. Yeah, that's what I meant by elaborate. I thought that's where you were going with it. God is mad at us. Yeah. That's why he's punishing us. Especially women for being such sluts and not just having these babies when guys pump one into you. Um, Okay. Well, that was numbers six through (laughs) eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Numbers four through six from last time. And now we're going to do seven through nine. Um, From the new international version or new revised standard version. Revised standard version. And man, is this a whopper of a of a chapter. Jesus. We might have to take a break in the middle of it. Would you be okay with that? Well, yeah, I'm doing odds, right? Yeah. I mean, just to... Because it's going to be a long time to have to listen to. Like, I might. I'm just thinking about how it'll edit. Like, just have. Because that's the worst part of the podcast. Like, the part where we read the Bible. (laughs) And if it goes on for too long, even I lose interest when I'm listening back to it. So, I kind of want to, like, maybe 40 into it. Maybe take a break there and talk about it. Even though we usually wait till the end. And then finish it up. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, yeah, let's just see how it goes. Okay. Okay, so number seven, offerings of the leaders. 
On the day when Moses had finished setting up the tabernacle and had anointed and consecrated it with all its furnishing, all its furnishing, furnishing, I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying. And had anointed and consecrated the altar with all its utensils. The leader of Israel, heads of all heads of their ancestral houses, the leaders of the tribes who were over those who were un, who were enrolled, made offerings. They brought their offerings before the Lord, six covered wagons and 12 oxen, a wagon for every two of the leaders and for each one an ox. They presented them before the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses, accept these from them that they may be used in doing the service of the tent of meeting and give them to the, Lev the Levites to each according to his service. So Moses took the wagons and the oxen and gave them to the Levites. Two wagons and four oxen he gave to the Gershonites according to their service, and four wagons and eight oxen he gave to the Merorites according to their service under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. But to the Kohathites he gave none, because they were charged with the care of the holy things that had to be carried on the shoulders. The leaders also presented offerings for the dedication of the altar at the time it was anointed. The leaders presented their offerings before the altar. The Lord said to Moses, They shall present their offerings, one leader each day, for the dedication of the altar. The one who presented his offering for the first the one who presented his offering the first day was Nashon, son of Amin Amin Nabadab. Amin Nabadab of the tribe of Judah. His offering was over silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Nashon, son of Amin Nabadab. On the second day, Nathaniel, son of Zuar, the leader of Issachar, presented an offering. He presented for his offering one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing uh, 70 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour mixed with oil and grain for an offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old as a burnt offering, one male goat as a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, the two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Nathaniel, son of Zuar. Okay, this is going to be that type of chapter. Um, it looks like it. We're going to have to say a bunch of names. And repeat basically what they did over and over again. Mm -hmm. On the third day, um, Eliab, son of Helen, um, the leader of the Zebulonites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Eliab, son of Helen. On the fourth day, Eleazar, son of Shadir, the leader of the Rebunite, Reubenites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 
130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb, a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering and for the sacrifice of well-being two oxen five rams five male goats and five male lambs a year old this was the offering of Eleazar son of Shadir on the fifth day uh, Shalumiel son of Zuri Shaddai Zuri Shaddai the leader of the Simeonites his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels one silver base basin weighing 70 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense one young bull one ram one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering and a male goat for a sin offering and for the sacrifices of well-being two oxen five rams five male goats and five lam male lambs a year old this was the offering of Shal shalumiel son of jury sadai on the sixth day, uh, Eliasop, son of Duel, the leader of the Gadites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram. One male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Eliasop, son of Duel. On the seventh day of Elishama, son of Amihu, Amihud, yeah, Amihud, the leader of the Ephri, Ephraimites, Ephraimites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Elishama, son of Amihud. And... On the eighth day of on the eighth day, Gami Gamaliel, Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, the leader of the Manassites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram. One male lamb, a year old, for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. And for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, a year old. This was the offering of Gam Gamaliel, son of Pedazur. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Only because this is, I think you need a break. And because... I was almost died. I know. But also because this is giving, I needed to make a word count like it's it's so obvious these could have just been ditto like this is before ditto marks were invented because mm. is everyone yeah. giving the exact same thing that's what it sounds like yeah that's what i was getting from this everybody's giving the exact same thing so like but hopefully at the end somebody doesn't <laughs> and that'll be the <laughs> twist a big dun, dun, dun. yeah okay 
I'm not holding out any hope, but um, I'm sorry. Continue. On the ninth day, Abidah, son of Gideonite, the leader of the Benjaminites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb, a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, a year old. This was the offering of Abidon, son of Gideoni. On the 10th day, Ajir, son of... Ami Shaddai, the leader of the Danites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb, a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, a year old. This was the offering of Azir, son of Ami Shaddai. On the seventh day, Pajiel, son of Akron, the leader of the Asherites, his offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Apagiel, son of Akron. I promise to believe in God if this stops. Um, I don't know. If it's they not... make the, I feel like this is part of like they're making this mind-numbingly boring. So I'll just believe uh-huh. anything to make it stop. <laughs> okay. Sorry. On the twelfth day of Ahira, son of on the twelfth day, Ahira, son of Enan, the leader of the Naphtalites. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of sanctuary, both of them full of choice flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish weighing 10 shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb, a year old, for a burnt offering, one male goat for a salmon offering, and for the sacrifice of well-being, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Ahira, son of Enan. This was the dedication offering for the altar at the time when it was anointed from the leaders of Israel. 12 silver plates, 12 silver basins, 12 golden dishes, each silver plate weighing 130 shekels and each basin 70. All the silver of the vessels, 2,400 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The 12 golden dishes full of incense weighing 10 shekels apiece according to the shekel of the sanctuary. All the gold of the dishes being 120 shekels. All the livestock of the burnt offering, 12 bulls, 12 rams, 12 male lambs a year old. With their grain offering and 12 male goats for a sin offering. And all the livestock for the sacrifice of woe being 24 bulls. The ram 60, the male goats 60, the male lambs a year old 60. This was the dedication offering for the altar after it was anointed. When Moses went into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he would hear the voice. Uh, he would hear the voice to him from above the mercy seat. That was on the Ark of the Covenant, from between the two cherubim. Thus, it spoke to him. Praise be to God. Yeah, man. So it takes a lot of goats to get God's attention, is what I took yeah. from that chapter. At least sixty. <laughs> And this is, I guess, a nice reflection of the 12 tribes of Israel. So 
like I guess they were, you know, doing their whole patriarchal thing. Like we got like the 12 great houses and we're going to make the, you know, tabernacle official by bringing a bunch of loot. Mm -hmm. Break it down for that loot. Yeah, um, that was a lot. But um, you did a great job reading, by the way. That was a that was a drag. Thanks. I um. Good to know that all the tribes were kind of on their shit, man. I was hoping that one one tribe was coming up short. They're going to be caught slipping. Yeah. Since Judah has was, so many people, why didn't they have to give more? I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they didn't go off of that. Maybe it was kind of like a electoral college type thing where, you know, you can't, um, you know, each each house only gets a certain number of representatives or something. Yeah, I don't really like the electoral college, and I don't really like the Bible. So that makes sense. Um, okay. Once again, this is just giving a big old meat and grain scam. Like, bring them on down here. We'll have all the wealth. Uh, you know, this Moses guy is going to go into a tent and sit on a chair, and God's going to talk to him, and he'll let us know what's up. And we'll just keep playing this little game of telephone with God, and you guys just keep bringing us stuff, and everything will be cool. Yeah. And I wonder how many people came out and were like, um, they also tried to speak to God or claim that they spoke to God. I'm to pretty like sure they um, killed them. Yeah, Moses went on like a bloodlust. Yeah, because I mean, ki- we already having said people before, killed. like that's the penalty for disobedience is, you know, killing them. So I'm pretty sure any uprisings were met very swiftly and deadly. At least if that's the, it seems to be the history of most religions. They like kind of kill off the opponents and then pretend they're nice. So basically, just Moses had influence. If he was real at all. Once again, I don't think that this was a real person. But within the canon of the story, yeah, I think he just wasn't having that. And he was scary. Like you're constantly murdering. Like from this text, it sounds like they were constantly murdering people and animals. Like I'm not going to fuck with that guy. I'm just going to try to lay low. They're obviously very hostile to women. So I'm really going to try to, you know, avoid getting pregnant. And because that looks like that would be a nightmare. There's no toilet paper, uh, running water. You know, these people are living rough. You know, it's that tent life. Like they were constantly camping. All of, the, all of this subtext is so much more interesting than when we actually get this speculation. Yeah. Like what life, this would have been life. Like people haven't changed that much. Like, even though this would have been, like, maybe five, 6,000 years ago, like, in the course of human history, you know, that's not that long, and we haven't changed that much, and it sounds like they were just running the game. They got the money, and then they got the hose because they're in control of who gets married and who gets to have what. So, to me, that's always, to me, been the biggest thing the church has, like, the money, sure, but they're also in charge of pussy distribution, and they're trying to keep that by, you know, limiting what women are allowed to do with their bodies, i.e. repealing Roe versus Wade. So, once again, I mean, if you want to be religious, that's your business, but keep it out of politics, because if God needs your help to be in power, I am not impressed by your God. All right, numbers eight. Here we go. The seven lamps. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and say to him, when you set up the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light in front of the lampstand. Aaron did so. He set up its lamps to give light in front of the lampstand as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now this was how the lampstand was made out of 
Hammered work of gold, from its base to its flowers, it was hammered work, according to the pattern that the Lord had shown Moses, though he made the lampstand. Consecration and service of the Levites. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the Israelites and cleanse them. Thus you shall do to them to cleanse them, sprinkle the water of purification on them. Have them shave their whole body with a razor and wash their clothes so to cleanse themselves. Then let them take a young bull and its grain offering of choice flour mixed with oil, and you shall take another young bull for a sin offering. You shall bring the Levites before the tent of meeting and assemble the whole congregation of the Israelites. When you bring the Levites before the Lord, the Israelites shall lay their hands on the Levites. The Lord and Aaron shall present the Levites before the Lord as an elevation offering from the Israelites, that they may do the service of the Lord. The Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, and he shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. Then you shall have the Levites stand before Aaron and his sons, and you shall present them as an elevation offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the other Israelites, and the Levites shall be mine. Thereafter the Levites may go in to do service at the tent of meeting once you have cleansed them and presented them as an elevation offering. For they are unreservedly given to me from among the Israelites. I have taken them for myself in place of all that opened the womb, the firstborn of all the Israelites. For all the firstborn among the Israelites are mine, both human and animal. On that, on the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I consecrated them for myself. But I have taken the Levites in place of all the firstborn among the Israelites. Moreover, I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the Israelites to do service for the Israelites at the tent of meeting and to make atonement for the Israelites in order that there may be no plague among the Israelites for coming too close to the sanctuary. Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation of Israelites did with the Levites accordingly. The Israelites did with the Levites just as the Lord had commanded Moses concerning them. The Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them as an elevation offering before the Lord. And Aaron made atonement to, for them to cleanse them. Thereafter, the Levites went in to do their service in the tent of meeting and attendance on Aaron and his sons, as the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites. So they did with him. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This applies to the Levites. From 25 years old and upward, they shall begin to do duty in the service of the tent of meeting. And from the age of 50 years, they shall retire from the duty of service and serve no more. They may assist their brothers in the tent of meeting and carrying out their duties, but they shall perform no service. Thus you shall do with the Levites in assigning their duties. <laughs> Duty. Thanks be to God. Very interesting. What did you find interesting? <laughs> Mostly the fact that honest opinion yes it's how they can fl- if how they can fluff this story really i don't understand how they're not dead yet who <laughs> moses i don't understand any of this i don't understand well, how it's a myth so it's kind of like you know like hercules you you take something from it but like sure you know like to me it's about as realistic as the hercules story Except this has a lot more bookkeeping. Like, they were keeping records. They were like, 
everybody run us these rams. Interesting. And grain. I thought it was interesting because I feel like I don't, this isn't talked about much. The fact that the Levites becoming the priest class was in substitution for the human sacrifice that the Lord required after Passover. Which to me is a strange ask. Once again, very weird for people who are like super concerned with saving babies. Like, it seems to me like the Lord doesn't give a fuck about babies. Kind of like how like maybe, you know, men in the past probably weren't big fans of babies because, you know, they're not really, you know, doing anything for them. Like women have babies and we're like, oh, this is my baby. You know, you got the, you know, bonding and everything going. But I feel like sometimes it takes a little longer, you know, before men even want to touch the baby because they're so little and screamy and they're making the women leak. And they just didn't seem to, they're like, so everything that opens the womb of every animal and every human amongst the Israelites were supposed to be given in sacrifice to, you know, to be killed on the altar, just so everybody knows what's what. But he's like, you know what, I'm gonna push pause on that. And we'll, I'll just make sure the Levites are my priest class forever, regardless of how they feel about it. I mean, when you put it like that. I mean, he put it like that. Yeah, but that was a lot less gibberish. <laughs> it's a lot less gibberish. That was more straightforward. I know. Just say that. Even <laughs> even for a version of the Bible that is translated, you know, to more modern um, English, it's still like a big slog of what the fuck every time we read this. It is. Regardless, Numbers 9, the Passover at Sinai. The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the Israelites keep the Passover as it is appointed time. On the fourteenth day of this month at twilight, you shall keep it as it is appointed time. According to all its statutes and all its regulations, you shall keep it. So Moses told the Israelites that they should keep the Passover. They kept the Passover in the first month on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight in the wilderness of Sinai, just as the Lord had commanded Moses, so the Israelites did. Now there were certain people who were unclean through touching a corpse, so that they couldn't not keep the Passover on that day. They came before Moses and Aaron on that day and said to him, although we are unclean through touching a corpse, why must we be kept from presenting the Lord's offering at its appointed time among the Israelites? Moses spoke to them, wait, so that I may hear what the Lord will command concerning you. Aha, because they think of that before. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the Israelites saying, any one of you or your descendants who is unclean through touching a corpse or is away on a journey shall still keep the Passover to the Lord. In the second month on the 14th day at twilight, they shall keep it. They shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it until morning, nor break a bone of it. According to all the statute for the Passover, they shall keep it. But any, but anyone who is unclean and is not on a journey and yet refrains from keeping the Passover shall be cut off from the people for not presenting the Lord's offering at its appointed time. Such a one shall bear the consequences for sin. For the sin. Any alien residing among you who wishes to keep the Passover to the Lord shall do so according to the statute of the Passover and according to its regulation you shall have one statute for both the resident alien and the native. So Moses just made a deal with God. Who's running who here? That's what I want to know. 
Well, maybe we'll figure it out in the cloud and the fire. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the Lord covered the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant, and from evening until morning, it was over the tabernacle, having the appearance of fire. It was also so. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, then the Israelites would set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the Israelites would camp. At the command of the Lord, the Israelites would set out and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they would remain in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the Israelites would keep the charge of the Lord and would not set out. Sometimes the cloud would remain a few days over the tabernacle and according to the command of the Lord, they would remain in camp. Then according to the command of the Lord, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud would remain from even until morning. And when the cloud lifted in the morning, they would set out. Or if it continued for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they would set out. Whether it was two days, a month, or a longer time than that the cloud continued over the tabernacle resting upon it, the Israelites would remain in camp and would not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the command of the Lord, they would camp, and at the command of the Lord, they would set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. Wow, that sounds super inconvenient. It does. I don't I don't like how I mean it's a it's a nomadic society, so I kind of get it. So this is like their explanation of when it's time to leave, I guess. Um it, I I do like what you're saying before too about like who's in charge, God or Moses? Cuz it's just yeah. like if you can just be like, "Wait a minute, I'm getting something from God. Hold on one second. Hello, Lord." Oh, it is okay for them to take part in Passover if he's touched a corpse? Okay, cool, cool. They were just asking me about that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let them know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. You're so, you mean, you, you're so good. You're so good to me, Lord. Okay. All right. Bye. And I'll be like, okay, guys, you can do Passover now. I just heard. I don't know. To me, it's giving... Well, my thing was like, if he had the ability to go back and ask God, hey, can we not do this? Then why the fuck didn't he do that several other times when shit was hitting the fan? Like, I just, I don't know. Again, Maybe it just he had just seems thought like of it. Maybe he just remembered he was making the shit up, so he just makes some other shit <laughs> up. Maybe he just he like was like, oh, man, I forgot. I'm the one who's just like, like he started falling for his own bullshit. I, yeah, I mean, that seems likely. I just, again... This whole time, he could have just asked for a lot. And then, again, if you can ask God for things directly, then, like, hey, can we get the fuck out of here? Yeah. We've been, we're still, or, we're still in the desert. We're still in Sinai. powerful creator of the universe. Couldn't you just terraform this desert into a lush river valley and we can just stay here, you know, for your people? But uh, the point. he needs to know we believe. I guess it's all. For it's just years. to me, maybe my standards for a God are too high. I'm realizing now, like, a lot of my standards just might be too unrealistically high for, you know, people. So maybe that's just my problem, too, with God. Like, maybe God is just the guy that he is. And, but if he is, he should just be okay with me not worshiping him. Because this isn't giving like worthy of worship. Especially yeah, with I, all the design notes. Like he's really, really into like the design of the tabernacle. Like way more than improving the life of the Israelites. He's way more like when you're killing stuff for me, I need it to look like this. 
I'm talking about a gold lampstand, people. I would agree. I think that um, God is pretty much focused on that. Which is is very interesting because I kind of, I wonder if um, God or gods was actually just like aliens who needed shit. And then they wrote these stories. Nah, this is giving people just the psychology of it, especially the way the men are treating the women. It just, it feels like people, especially too, because the technology is so low. Like you couldn't have given them the secret of soap. No, they needed it all for themselves. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that uh, next time we do have numbers 10 through 12 mm. and we'll be discussing discussing some silver trumpets some departure from sinai um complaining in the deserts oh that sounds like me <laughs> sounds like sounds like it's gonna be a great tale the 70 elders Ooh, and, jealousy. And, Arian, and miriam That's that jealous jealousy. of moses yeah he's like you mad at me because i'm so awesome i like it I like it. I like it. So we're getting back into some drama. It gives me righteous gemstones, too, because that's about um, like a family, like a mega family that's running in a mega church. And it's like the sibling Mm. rivalry and power struggles within it. And it's funny because it is two boys and one girl. So that'll maybe there'll be some parallels there. I don't know. I'll I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Hopefully we get back on the narrative track here because right now it's been a lot of numbers. A lot of jibber jab, jash, whatever. Lots you know, of yeah, just, keeping tally of cattle. Yeah. Which just to want, me just doesn't really it doesn't really enhance my life much. Like the problems I have, they can't be solved with murdering cattle. Unless I get really hungry, but I'm I'm that's not a problem I have. Yeah. I mean, the modern day um society has failed you then, Mel. Yeah, in so many ways. Spoiled you. <laughs> I like comfort. But yeah, um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please reach out at Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we love you. We love you for listening and taking the time out to do this, whether you're a believer or not, whether this is your first time or not. Stick around. We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Also, too, real quick, I want to remind everybody about the Establishment Clause here in the United States, which is what our Constitution was established on, which is the separation of church and state, meaning no one religion can be favored by the government, even though we obviously do favor Christianity. But like since it's the Christ, you know, the Christian evangelical wing that's pushing this abortion ban, like the fact that they've gotten this far for one shows how organized they are. But secondly, just how because I I would ask myself why are they so staunchly anti-abortion especially like the Catholics because they have you know a reputation for uh raping children and then shuffling the priest around and so if that's their game it makes sense to have a lot of unwanted children because they're not going to be looked after so they keep encouraging people like and really like not just catholics a lot of cults religions do this where they want to get the girls reproducing early and dependent on the aid that the church gives like child care and emotional support that you need when you have children 
and keep that cycle going so that you can't stop to think like, oh, is this best for me? Am I able to take care of all these kids? Am I able to look over them? Or can I just send them to church? And then I hear this story so much, not just with church, any type of religious organization where the kids are systematically abused, the abuse just keeps going, and then they end up having kids that have kids too early and then just send them to the church and it just keeps going and going and going. So they're like, of course, like keep making all these you know, unwanted kids that are going to have to seek refuge in the church and then we can molest them and also bilk them out of free money and labor. Um, to support that point, I would suggest for people who are interested in something that's very deep, um, but also kind of dives a little bit into what Kat was just talking about. Exterminate All the Brutes is on HBO Max. So yeah. if you have an HBO Max um Subscription. I would highly recommend watching that documentary. It's a four-parter, about an hour per episode, um, but it goes into the mostly about you know racism and how America and a lot of countries were just built, um, mostly England, Africa, modern-day stuff like that. But um, religion had a big factor into how that was disseminated, um, constructed, because like, and so yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. We really love you. Watch Exterminate All Brutes. It's a really good documentary. And lastly, at the time of this recording, it is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yeah. Believers are not. This will probably be like released in June. But so it'll be closer to Father's Day. But yeah, everybody who's a mom, godmom, grandma, everybody who's doing that work. um, This one's for you guys. Yeah. Every day is Mother's Day. <laughs> and, and hopefully Father's Day, too. Yeah. All right, you guys. Take care.